1: Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch on uh, this lovely Friday morning in the city of Calgary. Snow's melting. Um, it's almost Halloween when we're recording this, so um I hope it's a nice, I hope it's a nice Halloween for the kids. But anyway, uh how are you
0: today, Dakota? I am a massive hot mess this Friday, and I feel like my whole morning has been ridiculous. But I'm happy to be here, and I'm really excited to introduce a very cool guest to our show today. We are so excited to welcome Andy onto today's podcast. Andy owns St. Alchemy here in Calgary and is a nature loving, stargazing, free spirited, self proclaimed forest witch. Their academic background in environmental science and personal connection to astrology is what informs and creates everything in relation to their company, Saint Alchemy. In November of 2021, Andy launched Saint Alchemy, which is a wild forage apothecary of cosmically infused skincare potions, herbal teas, and more. Saint Alchemy is all about connection to the land handcrafting small batch products from responsible foraging of wild growing plants and educating folks about both the magic and medicine of plants. So Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business, Saint Alchemy, and how you came to work with Without Co. and how long you've been kind of doing what you've been doing.
2: Yeah. So uh, Saint Alchemy, I'm actually coming up on my one year birthday anniversary, I guess, of when I first launched my online shop, which is November 4th. Uh, So that's super exciting for me. Um, It was kind of one of those things that had been in my brain for a long time before it actually uh, birthed into the physical realm. I've always known to a certain extent that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to be able to have the freedom to make my own schedule and, and be creative and, and be able to use all of my skills and talents, um, for, for my dreams, for making my dreams come true and, and doing something that I'm excited about. Um, but for, yeah, a long time, didn't, didn't actually know like what that thing was or, or how that was going to work or what that looked like for me. And I have a background in environmental education and environmental science and, um, you know, I was, I was working in that field and the last job that I had in that field was really difficult. It was, um, for a wildlife rehabilitation center and I was working 10 hour shifts often more than that, but I wasn't getting paid for overtime. So I was getting paid for 10 hours, working for more than 10 hours. I had uh, a one hour drive to get there. So two hours of commuting total per day. So, you know, I was out of the house for like 13 hours and getting like just over minimum wage. And a lot of the job was uh, like cleaning up bird poop. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of had this like moment, this this sort of like, I don't know, enlightening moments while i was just shoveling up eagle poop for like 3 hours one day in this hot room like in the middle of summer during a heat wave in this animal hospital with no air conditioning just shoveling eagle poop i was like what am i doing <laughs> i have a good education like i went to a good school i have a good degree i have 5 years of experience in in this environmental field and i'm getting paid pennies to to shovel poop and, you know, that's, that's no fault of the organization They're They're incredible. Um, the people who work there are, 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 incredible. They do it. They do incredible work and important work. Um, but it just felt like I wasn't being valued and to continue working in that sphere would be not valuing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this like really big culture within so, so much, um, like work within NGOs, not just the environmental world, um, this culture of martyrdom. So just like sacrificing yourself to the cause, even though you're not getting paid well, um, continuing to to stay after your work, after your shift, um, even though you're not getting paid over time. And, and just this this culture of, of doing it because the animals need you or the earth needs you or, or whatever it is. Um, and I really admire that. I, I really do. But it, it got to a point where I was like, I can't continue doing this anymore. I, I can't continue martyring myself like this. Um, so that's where the word saint came from in, in Saint Alchemy, is that that reference to to martyrdom and um like being a saint for this cause. And I was like, I want to do this uh for myself and and for my own cause and for my own dream. And and what that dream is and what that mission is for me is um is creating products, creating natural products for people to use um, based off of plants that I forage. Um, I pretty much created this business out of the desire to to play outside because I get to go outside, I get to forage, I get to harvest plants, and I get to create things from from what I collect. And that just like activates and, and lights up the inner child in me who is like, you know, a kid who would like to collect like seashells and make weird little things and and rock pets and stuff, you know, so it's totally uh, vibing off of that, that inner child dream and and desire of mine and also serving the earth because I, you know, it's my intention that my, my plant-based potions and products are able to connect people to the earth. And I don't think that we can really serve the earth and protect and defend earth if, if we're not forming this connection with her and and don't have this like meaningful experience. Um, so foraging and and being out in nature is how I create that meaningful experience for myself. And the products that I create are just like the physical, um, (laughs) manifest, excuse me, manifestation of of that relationship with earth that I have and and I just want to share that with others I want to share the magic and the medicine of earth with others um from my background with within environmental education I'm, I'm very um comfortable with with like sharing my naturalist knowledge and and my plant knowledge so being able to do that in a way that's like a little bit more spiritual and and sort of bridging magic and science together um is sort of, yeah, the, the intention of, of St. Alchemy and, and sort of how St. Alchemy all came to be. And then, um, Yeah. yeah. And then in terms of working with, without co, um, I live a mission. I like live literally like across the street from without co and I would go in there all the time. And, um, just from following them on Instagram, I found out that they were hiring. And as you know, as you probably know, as entrepreneurs, like it's, you know, it's, it's so exciting and and amazing to have this vision and and to start this entrepreneurial journey, but often the finances don't like match up right away. So I was like, yeah, I need some part-time support, um, to, to be able to fund this, you know, dream that I have with St. Alchemy. Yeah. And then I met Michelle and we just like connected right away. And she was like, I don't even have to interview you just
0: work here. And I was like, yeah, okay, this works. (laughs) That's Awesome.
1: I was going to say, I I don't know. I mean, I know foraging from a culinary perspective, like mm. where chefs forage and that, but how did you get into foraging from a product or I don't want to say beauty, but like that sort of standard with putting it in, in products for it in that way. And how do you know what to forage for?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Um, again, like my, my background as an environmental educator, that was, that was a big part of, of my job is, was learning, um, sort of the medicinal uses of plants, the, the cultural, um, like indigenous uses of plants, um, and, and how those have been used throughout generations. And so, yeah, so a part of it is like my schooling and my education and my work experience. And another part of it is just like personal interest and and something that I've just always been naturally drawn to. Like even before I really knew anything about plants, I, I found myself as a person who who picked plants and <laughs> did things with them. Um, my grandmother is like a master gardener. And I think I I don't know, like maybe just like through that ancestral link, I adopted some of her like plant magic and and knowledge. And um yeah, like I think it's, it, I I don't really have like a, like a story of like how I got into it or like this, like one specific thing that happened. And then I started making plant potions. I just feel like it's kind of like always been integrated within my life. And, and one day I was just making a business out of it. Can you so
0: tell cool. us a little bit, Andy, about what foraging means and what it really is and maybe some some of your favorite botanicals and where to find them in Calgary
2: yeah so um so foraging is is harvesting wild growing plants um so going out into the forest and collecting plants that that are growing there and for me it's um it's a really sacred thing. It's um very different than like just taking, right? It's not just like going into the forest and and taking these resources. It's uh, something that i that I do very intentionally and um within this conscious relationship of of reciprocity. And um there's always a sort of sense in my mind of of giving back. So, you know, a very traditional way of giving back to the land is, is putting down an offering like tobacco um, before picking something. Um, I often do that. I often um, offer just like my love and my gratitude in exchange. Um, And then I, and then I are like, knowing that I'm sharing, I'm sharing knowledge and I'm sharing of the earth in a way that will like hopefully inspire people to be better environmental stewards so so when I go out foraging it's like yeah it's not just this like extraction mindset of of taking from the earth and 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 making products and and making money like in this like very linear materials economy sort of way that's like the opposite of what I want to do and um, that definitely came up for me um, in in the creation of this business where at one point i was like okay I, I need to like stop and pause and make sure that that's not the energy that i'm that i'm actually doing this with and um like really be like conscious ab- around that because you know i <laughs> i like really don't want to contribute to this materials economy in in that sort of linear way that that doesn't resonate that doesn't resonate with me mm-hmm. um yeah so foraging is is like a relationship with with earth um yeah. and then, in t- terms of like my favorite things to forage and and where you can find them, um, i I really like to forage things that have what's called a hall Arctic distribution. so they're they're plants that grow everywhere. Um, and that feels really good for me because i I like to like just really um recognize that I'm a guest on this landscape. and um, I don't want to like, be appropriative in any way or, you know, practice a culture that's not mine or, or like make money from, from medicines that, that aren't mine to share or to create. So I'm really careful around that. And, um, the beauty of our climate is that so many of the things that grow here grow everywhere in the world and they grow in places that I do have ancestral heritage to, but, but I've like never been to, or, or haven't been able to connect to. Um, so I really like to pick Uh, wild rose. And that's such like an Albertan uh, plant, you know, it's like the wild rose, but it's so beautiful and exciting to me that it grows everywhere. It grows in Italy where I have heritage. Um, And it's, it's one of the easiest things to find in Calgary as well. Like just walk by the river and you will see so many, so many wild roses. And with wild rose, um, I pick the petals of the flower Uh, the rose hips, which are like the berry of the plant that uh, grows once the flower has been pollinated and the leaves as well. And they all have different uses. Um, But the rose hips itself, I think one rose hip has the same amount of vitamin C as like 23 oranges or something crazy like that. It's like, they're so jam packed with vitamin C. They're so healthy for you. So I love to put those in um, my teas that I make. Cool.
0: and actually that's how andy and i really met we i was walking along um or going for a run in mission because we both live in mission in calgary and um andy was foraging for wild roses this this summer and um mm-hmm. I, I was like well, what are you doing what are those are those the, are those the alberta wild rose and they were like yeah they are and that's kind of how we got onto this topic and then um They told me about their business and how they worked with Michelle at Without Co. Um, And uh, yeah, that's kind of how we became uh, acquainted initially. So, what are um, some of the products that people can actually shop and buy with you through Saint Alchemy? And do you also sell them at Without Co? Great question. Yeah. So, um, I make
2: teas. So, like herbal teas. None of them are caffeinated. They're just, uh, from the dried plants that I forage. I make salves. Uh, so if you don't know what a salve is, it's kind of like a cream lotion ointment type thing, um, which comes from infusing the botanicals in oil and then mixing that in with beeswax. Um, I make candles, I make, um, hydrosols, face sprays, and face oils. Um, so a a really wide variety of things. Um, that's kind of been like a fun thing for me is that I don't want to, uh, like only make one type of specific thing. Like I don't only want to make skincare products because that's not, uh, that it just doesn't feel expansive for me in that way. Like I feel like earth is so abundant and there's so many things you can make from these plants that I'm just like anything that I can make from plants I want to do. <laughs> That's like gonna help serve your body or connect you to earth or just connect you to yourself in, in like a spiritual way. Like I also have ritual sprays that are meant to use um, before meditation and like sort of for aromatherapy and things like that. Um, I do not actually have my products stocked at Without Co. Um, you can buy them online or I have like so many markets lined up for the holiday season. So uh, yeah, okay. online and, and in market spaces at this point in time.
1: Well, and speaking of online, I'm actually looking at your website right now. Oh, as we're, as we're talking. <laughs> and, um, can you can you tell me what a feminine magic spray is? <laughs> <laughs> like I just yes, <laughs> I just <think> that's awesome. <laughs> like <what> is... <laughs>
2: um Yeah. So okay. So I named that one Sappho. So Sappho is uh, like like though the name, like the word lesbian, like comes from Sappho because Sappho was this Greek poet who lived, um, on the Isle of Lesbos in, in like ancient Greece. And she wrote, uh, very like sapphic poetry about, about loving ladies and loving men and just like, just sort of this queer, she was just like the first, I guess, documented queer woman, <laughs> um, So, so she was just kind of the perfect symbol to be this feminine magic spray, which, um, is just about connecting to feminine energy. So this energy of, of surrender and, and openness to abundance and, um, sort of like what you would want to connect with if you were like wanting like opportunities to, to come into your life and just, uh. I don't know, just like this, like juicy, abundant magic. <laughs> so it's like very floral and, and sweet, and um yeah, just like meant to open you up to to all the
0: opportunities that the universe has for you.
1: Um Yeah, I need one of those. <laughs> I, need a, I need a full crate of that. <laughs> I think
0: I think out of everybody we know, Alyssa and I probably lean into our masculine more than anyone any. Hmm when we know and something I've been told repeatedly over this year in particular is to lean into my feminine more because I'm really, really naughty when it comes to wanting control over everything. So I feel like, you know, in rituals where you're leaning into your feminine um, and in meditation, that would be a really fantastic tool to have just to get you in. hundred percent.
1: But yeah, I'm just going to say like, as I'm looking at in live real time, looking at the St. Alchemy website. It's really cool stuff. Like I, as I said, I've, I'm all, I've only been introduced to foraging from a culinary perspective. So this sort of foraging aspect in this connective piece to your own person is, is a really interesting thing. But, um, like you have everything from candles to like the candles are really cool too. I, 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 yeah, I'll just do a walk through your whole website. I don't need <laughs> to do that, but um, but yeah, I, I I knew about the 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 teas, but I find that the the face oil is really interesting and how when you're dealing with forged items and obviously things that are not preserved or there's how does it work in terms of storage and shipping and all that sort of stuff with these sorts of of pieces.
2: Um yeah, so so before I create anything from from what I forage, I do dry it out. Um, so that it it basically gets preserved. Um, and then for the face oils, like I, I very intentionally use fractionated coconut oil and vitamin E oil uh, because of the properties of those oils that are actually preservative. So um, a lot of oils, used in in the cosmetic industry and and a lot of face oils you'll see actually have um like not a super long shelf life yeah whereas the shelf life of fractionated coconut oil is indefinite um once you add dried botanicals it does not become indefinite like it shortens it but it, it it's still probably like five to six years or something like that um yeah so so i am like quite careful to to make sure things are being dried and then choosing um like the additional ingredients that like, you know, I'm obviously not foraging coconut oil or coconuts to make coconut oil. Um, but like those ingredients that are not foraged that are additives um, are, are intentionally chosen to, to amplify the preservative
0: qualities.
1: That's really cool. Your packaging is amazing. <laughs>
0: Thank you. That <laughs> goes into your branding as well. So Andy, what is it, who, who or what is inspiring you right now?
2: Uh, yeah. So this is like going to be probably always my answer to this question, <laughs> but earth, like earth is just like earth as like mother nature is just always inspiring me. And I'm feeling it like really right now as we're in this seasonal change, um, because that has been like one of my greatest teachers in, in my life, just like the changes of seasons. Um, similar to like what you were saying before, I'm definitely a person who, uh, is like more of my masculine and I have a tough time letting go of control. Um, as I'm sure like so many entrepreneurs feel as well, like there's so many like little pieces and, and details and, and things to be managing at any given time. Right. So, Earth is just like the wild feminine, like earth is just doing her thing all the time. You can't control it. Like want to snow on mid on a mid-October day when like two days ago, it was 27 degrees. Like, okay, (laughs) do it. Like, you know, and that just like energy of, of change and, um, shift Mm -hmm. just, just inspires me that, that energy of transformation, which Um, like, you know, that's what, that's what alchemy is like turning lead into gold, like having things change states. Right. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So that's, that's my earth is always my teacher. Earth is always my,
0: um, person Mm -hmm. thing that's inspiring me. (laughs) Amazing. Is there a podcast or a book that you want to share with our audience and us that isn't, that is, um, Expanding your life right now. And it's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So to be honest, um,
2: I am like maybe halfway through reading Orcs and Crake by Margaret Atwood. Oh. And uh I like I just can't, I just <laughs> I've just been struggling to get through it. And it's a great book. Like I really want to get through it. It's, it's nothing against the book. Um but it's just, you know, it's been a busy time. It's been a stressful time. And I think that uh, it's really hard for us to process new information when our bodies are under stress. Um, and it's really soothing for the nervous system to, to go back to things that are familiar. Like that's why so many folks like rewatch the same movies or shows like that they've seen so many times because there's no like fear or uncertainty. It's just so soothing for the nervous system when we're in these states of stress. So um so I put Orks and Crake aside, and what I've actually sort of started to come back to is this little uh, book of short stories called *Some* by David Eagleman, and it's basically a collection of musings of what happens in the afterlife. Um, and it's 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 like a really good like sort of like before bed sort of read. Like I really like to read aloud, so it's like just like really short little like vignettes of um this is what the afterlife might be like and some of them are like really quantum and um you know like you're a hyperdimensional being and you realize that your human life was just your summer break <laughs> and now you have to go back to your role of maintaining the fabric of time and space in in the galaxy and that's what the oh, afterlife like. Cool. like it's it's really cool and some of them are like really funny like there's one where, there is a whole throne to Mary Shelley in in the afterlife because God is this like tortured being who made humans, but didn't understand the, um, like the complexity of his creation and, and Mary Shelley. And, you know, she wrote Frankenstein. She was like, Mary Shelley's the only one who understands my woes as a creator.
0: Like, (laughs) so it's, it's cute. That's really cool. Okay, well, we'll link to this book in our show notes as well. And what market can people find you at next?
2: Okay, so I have a market collective. Um, I'll be there the 16th, 17th and 18th, I believe. Um, I'm also doing a new moon market on December 3rd. I have a, another witchy type market on December 10th. There's there's a lot of markets in December. I'm sorry, my my brain is no. That's okay. That's, that's yeah.
0: Not... Well, you guys should go see Andy if you're in Calgary, and definitely check out um, their website, Saint Alchemy. We'll link it in the show notes. But thank you for this incredible and enlightening conversation about uh, alchemy and all the amazing things that you're doing with Mother Earth to both protect her and add value and expansion to your clients
2: yeah thank you so much for for having me and for hosting and um yeah definitely check out my website my markets come stop by without co i work there on sundays come say hi or check it out whenever
1: yeah (laughs) thank you for listening to ladies who launch join dakota and Alyssa every second wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.